I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed... It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome to Rapid Fire, a 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics. You can tune in each week at capegunworks.com. Click on Rapid Fire to join the conversation. And now you can call or text in to the Rapid Fire line at 508 508- 444-2120. And remember to like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Telegram, Rumble, or on whatever other social media platform that you get your social media on. I know we are still long awaiting to be on Truth Social, uh, so hopefully that'll come through at some point. Um, we have an exciting show for you today. We have Aiden Johnson from Gun Owners of America, and we have um, Ryan Hoover from PDN, the Personal Defense Network, uh, who you know spent some time with us. So that's great. You're going to hear all about that. And uh, we got a lot to talk about. All kinds of stuff going on in gun world. Um, it's amazing how you know the news is you know fast and furious when it comes to guns and uh, how it seems like politicians are scrambling right now to really get gun control uh, voted on in whatever states they're, they're going on, you know, pursuing gun control and federally through, you know, the rule changes, proposed rule changes with the ATF, et cetera, et cetera. So it seems like, um, Politicians everywhere are really scrambling to get some gun control done. There's a lot of people publicly that are calling for uh, gun control. I know the Golden State uh, Warriors coach Steve Kerr is calling for more gun control. Um, There's politicians in California, surprise, surprise. But there's also something that's pretty interesting, and that is that a um, California police chief has actually admitted and said that the state's gun control laws haven't worked. Why is that, you wonder? Why haven't the states, one of the, if not the strictest, it's certainly in the top two, strictest states on gun control in the country? And we have one of the state's leading law enforcement enforcement officials saying that the gun control laws haven't worked. Why is that? I wonder why that is. Because, frankly... Uh, gun control doesn't affect those who don't obey the law. I know I've beat that drum a lot, but um, Cam Edwards had a good article about it on bearing arms. And uh, one of the uh, Fresno police chiefs, Paco Balderrama, says uh, that instead of continuing down the dead end road of more restrictions on law-abiding citizens, it's time to get serious about reforming the state's dysfunctional criminal justice system. So I ask you, 
I plead with you. Maybe you're not a, maybe you don't like guns, but let me just ask you if the logic involved of letting, uh, letting people who are serving a 10 year sentence for a violent criminal past, they've already been sentenced to 10 years in jail. Does it make sense to let these violent felons out six years early? What do you think? What say you? Does it make sense to take them out six years early? So let them out six years early. If they've already admitted or they've already been convicted of violent crime, that's that's my question for you. Because that's exactly what happened in the case of Sacramento where um, 19 people or 18 people were shot and six people lost their lives because the Department of Justice decided to let somebody out six years early. And this fine, upstanding citizen that they decided to let out six years early was in jail for forcing his way into his girlfriend's home, punching her in the face, dragging her outside by her hair, and then beating her with a belt. And he's serving a 10-year sentence, and we go, eh, you know what? Four years is close enough. Go ahead, back out on the streets. And then weeks later, he not only is involved in a shooting incident that has affected the lives of hundreds of people. When 18 people get shot, that the ripple effect of that in the entire community has affected hundreds of people. It is extremely frustrating that those in power then lay the blame at the law-abiding, responsible gun owners' feet and say, oh, we got to put more restrictions on guns because this violent felon who's already prohibited from buying guns manages to steal a gun, make it into a machine gun, and then go ahead and kill 19, or shoot 19 people and kill six. It's just unbelievable. Rapid Fire to a talk show. You can call into the show or text your questions at 508-444-2120 anytime. That's 508-444-2120. If we don't answer your question during the show, make sure you tune in next time. We'll try to get to your questions. Call in or text 508-444-2120 for the Rapid Fire line. So when we're broadcasting the show live, we'll be picking that up and you can be on the air or you can leave your recorded voicemail message and we'll get to it. Or you can text in. So we're happy we have an all-in-one number. So there you go. Um, but anyway, getting back to what I was saying, I think it's a travesty to say that, you know, this type of thing is, uh, you know, the fault of those who aren't responsible. It is the fault squarely. And I honestly believe politicians have blood on their hands. I believe that, they want to say that they are laying the blame at those of us who enjoy our freedom and participate in freedom hobbies such as, you know, privately made firearms or, you know, building, uh, you know, guns that are, you know, from kits or from 3D printed or, or whatever you want to call it. And yet there's, you know, evil people out there. Uh, so DeAndre Martin and his brother, Smiley Martin, uh, were both 
arrested and charged with uh, possession of a firearm by a prohibited person and possession of a machine gun, not to mention all the uh, felonies that were associated with uh, the shooting itself. You know, uh, I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of, uh, you know, mass shooter um, and uh, that type of thing. But officials estimate at least 100 shots were fired. Uh, investigators have obtained social media posts made on Saturday by one suspect, Smiley Martin, in which he wields a, the stolen gun. Um, it's just unbelievable. You can read about this in a me- many different places. There's all kinds of, uh, you know, articles about the situation. And um, But the bottom line is, by rewarding criminals with, you know, light sentences, no bail, revolving door, uh you know, just come on in, get a new court date and go back out on the streets to commit crime. We see it time and time again. And, you know, they want to lay all the blame at our feet. Well, we're kind of done with that. Okay. I think it's obvious to the thinking public out there that we are not the problem. The problem is the criminal element and the problem is soft on crime politicians. We want to thank you for listening to Rapid Fire. If you use the code CGWMA at CapeGunWorks.com, you will get a special discount on your online order. Go to CapeGunWorks.com and use the code CGWMA to get your special discount today. We got Aiden next, so you don't want to go away. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low-light shooting, and because the reticle is glass-etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target up to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC3. Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks, excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, take a class, and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot.
Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and thank you for joining us every week for your Second Amendment show about guns, freedom, and self-defense. And I am happy to have on the line with us right now from the Gun Owners of America, Aiden Johnston, who is the Director of Federal Affairs. Thanks for joining us today, Aiden. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And uh, why don't you tell the listeners what Gun Owners of America is, or GOA, and what you do for them? So GOA is a 501c4 nonprofit. That C4 means that we can lobby uh, Congress. So uh, my job as Director of Federal Affairs uh, means I'm our chief lobbyist. So I'm walking the halls of Congress, talking to members, talking to staff, and trying to uh, restore your Second Amendment rights and then fight um, all the gun control that the Biden administration is uh, trying to shove through Congress right now. So you got a very daunting task on your hands, is what you're saying. <laughs> a lot of work it's to be done. It's quite a battle. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think you're going to run out of work anytime soon. But um, I know what's been in the news lately a lot is the Supreme Court nomination, uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson. And have you been involved in that? And what are you seeing on that front? And what is your finger on the pulse of how you think this Supreme Court nominee would fare as a actual Supreme Court justice? Well, Kanji Brown-Jackson is dangerously close to being confirmed with uh, um, two uh, key senators, uh, Senator Manchin and um, Senator Collins, announcing uh, support for her um, in recent days. Uh, we at Gunners of America are scoring against her nomination. We believe that she is an anti-gun justice that will not vote to uphold the Second Amendment without infringement um, if put on the Supreme Court. Now, you might be a little confused if you were watching the hearing. She was asked numerous times about the Second Amendment and about what she believed. And she said a few different times uh, that the Supreme Court established the individual right to keep and bear arms as a fundamental right. Mm-hmm. And you might think, well, that's exactly what a gun lobbyist like you would want to hear, Aiden. Uh, but there's actually a lot of faults in there. So first of all, she's repeating Supreme Court precedent. And I know precedent. You know precedent, and we all know what the Heller decision in the McDonald case was said, and anyone who's going on to the court should know those things, but just because you know what the court has said before does not mean that she's not going to vote to overrule and overturn those decisions down the road. It does not mean that if um, a case that comes up about assault weapons or quote-unquote assault weapons or um, magazine capacity limits or these uh, kinds of things, she's not going to vote um, to strike those down. Mm. So that's uh, the first problem we have there with her iterating precedent. And the second problem is that she says the Supreme Court established the individual right to keep and bear arms. And that just shows a fundamental misunderstanding of our Bill of Rights, of our Constitution, of our Second Amendment. Because those rights don't come from the Supreme Court. They are God-given. They are natural and, and, and inherent in our dignity to bear arms in defense of ourselves, in defense of liberty and our families. Um, and to think that the Supreme Court just established that um, shows that she doesn't understand where those rights come from. And if she gets on the court, she's just going to go up and, uh, you know, as a member of the court, well, she believes she'll have the full power to establish the boundaries of that um, uh, right. And that's just totally incorrect and something we're very concerned about. Yeah, that was certainly raised the hair on the back of my neck. 
uh, when she said that because it made it sound like, oh, this is, yeah, well, as of right now, the Supreme Court has, you know, and like you said, it's the, the founders actually didn't grant us that right either. Like you said, it was they acknowledged the God-given right. And so they're just saying this is given by our creator, can't have liens put on it or it can't be infringed upon. And, and unfortunately that, you know, gets missed by most bureaucrats and, and even judges, as you see in this nomination. But, um, so hopefully, uh, there'll be some, you know, movement to block this nomination. I don't know, um, how realistic that is, but that would be great if, if she doesn't get confirmed. And, uh, it would be great. Um, unfortunately, we have a, a track record of judges making these kinds of uh, cop-out excuse um, answers on the Second Amendment and then still getting confirmed. So mm-hmm. if you look back at um, the confirmation hearings for uh, Justice Sotomayor, um, she said, I understand the individual right fully that the Supreme Court recognized in Heller and how important the right to keep and bear arms is to many Americans. That, again, you know, repeating the Supreme Court precedent sounds good because the precedent is good but you know how Sotomayor voted uh, now that uh, she's been on the court and then Justice Kagan also said quote there is no doubt that it is binding precedent in any case when referring to the uh, Heller case these justices vote uh, against your rights and uh, you know they get to make these cop-out remarks and for some reason the um, nomination procedure, these Senate hearings are so broken that we can't investigate any further. And, um, you know, we let them get away with those kind of answers. So mm-hmm. we love to see a movement to stop these nominees. I don't think that anyone deserves to be on our highest court if they don't understand our Bill of Rights, how it works, or respect uninfringible rights. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not uh, too hopeful at this point, seeing as uh, several key senators have, have already announced their support. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I just don't understand why the, I know the question had been asked several times, but why can't they say, all right, we understand you're recognizing that the Supreme Court has said this, but the question was, what do you believe and make her say what she believes? Like, oh, you know, she just has the cop out answer, like you said. And it's, it's very frustrating that no one can hold her feet to the fire on that, you know? Yeah, and that's a problem you see across the board in in D.C. It happens to be the way that um, the legal establishment, judges, attorneys in this city operate, where they refuse to ever give their own personal opinion, Mm. because how could I ever um, make a decision or or define something without seeing the facts of the case? And that's why um, Ketanji Brown-Jackson was asked to define a woman by um, one of the senators, and she was unable to do so and said, oh, I have to leave that to biologists because right. <laughs> I'm an attorney. I could never know what a woman is. And and uh, we're not able to ask any further questions. Like, no, you should be able to know because you're a human being with a brain and anyone should be able to answer that question. So what's your opinion on the Second Amendment? Right. Yeah, a five-year-old can answer what a woman is. And uh, I think it's, you know, scary to me that we have moving targets that, you know, oh, I got to see all the facts of the case. Well, not really. Like there's certain precedent and certain things that you could acknowledge that were put there by our founders. But oh, my gosh. Anyway, so, yeah, that would be great if there was a movement. Um, now, how many senators have to confirm her? Is it 60? 
No. So the in the past, the 60-vote um, threshold has been, quote-unquote, nuked. And so uh, the Senate only needs uh, 51 votes, which could be all of the Democrats plus Kamala Harris as a tie-breaking vote. Uh, however, with um, Senator Collins announcing her support, um, that would be all the Democrats plus one Republican voting um, in favor um, should she not reconsider um, that mistaken uh, support mm. that she's already voiced. So that is uh, quite the shame. Um, and I, I wonder what sportsmen and gun owners up in Maine are going to think when, um, you know, we see how Katanji Brown Jackson rules on Second Amendment cases. Mm. Yeah. Scary stuff. But, well, I'm sure that your job, uh, you know, takes you many different directions. And so, you know, the Biden administration has never been overtly friendly to gun owners in any way, shape or form. And what what else is on the horizon that you guys are working against? Well, so I think people should be aware of um, the recent passage of some gun control with their support of um, some anti-gun Republicans. Unfortunately, uh, in the latest appropriations package, with pa- which passed in the last couple of weeks, um, was included something that GOA has been fighting against since 2019 called the Violence Against Women Act and the Nix Denial Notification Act. You might say, Aiden, why are you opposing the Violence Against Women Act? Do you support violence against women? The answer is, of course not. The anti-gunners politicized something uh, as basic as violence against women and inserted a gun control agenda into a bill designed to stop violence against women. And of course, gun control disarms people and makes people vulnerable to crime. So it actually harms women. Mm. Anyway, there were seven gun, uh, anti-gun provisions in the original bill. Uh, we fought against since 2019, and four of them were removed. But at that point, some of these Republicans just said, you know, we fought so hard for you, we don't want to fight anymore, and they kept the last three. And the resulting um, uh, gun control, which is known as the Nixonel Notification Act, um, is going to launch criminal investigations into from the ACF. We'll, we'll call your local law enforcement, launch that investigation every time a background check comes back and is denied um, at a gun store. You might mm-hmm. think um, that's not so bad. These are criminals that tried to buy guns, except nine and 10 of these uh, background check denials are actually false positive. Mm-hmm. So if you break down the numbers, um, when ATF denies someone, they forward it on to a field office to investigate. And uh, the vast majority, tens of thousands of cases get dropped right there before they even forward those to field offices. And then as they, you go down the road, um, between further investigations or the uh, prosecutors looking at the facts of the case, they only um, forward about 100 cases to prosecutors each year. And then the prosecutors only prosecute a few dozen and they've gotten around 10 convictions a year. That's because criminals don't buy guns at a gun store and try to fly and try through a background check. They just steal guns or uh, have someone that can pass a background check buy it for them. Right. So anyway, this is going to affect law-abiding Americans, and um, there's unfortunately no good remedy to this. So background checks might have to get worse before they can get better, um, but it's something that gun owners should be aware of when they're going to the gun store. And if you get denied, you should absolutely be calling your congressmen and your senators uh, to demand accountability for the gun control that just passed. Lovely. Yeah, we did talk about that on our earlier show, but it, it's just so frustrating, the uh, constant avalanche of uh, regulation that comes towards the people who aren't the problem in the first place. But 
Um, Aiden, that's all well said. I thank you very much. How can people help the cause and, you know, what, what would be their best course of action at this point? So if you go to gunowners.org and become a member, um, you can just click join. You'll also be able to subscribe to our free action alert um, email list. And uh, we use that email list. I use that email list to get information to uh, our grassroots activists um, when something's going on on Capitol Hill. So we sent dozens of emails over the years and especially in recent weeks um, to help our members tell their congressmen and senators to oppose this VAWA gun control. Unfortunately, it passed. So, um, you know, we need more people to keep fighting and to keep contacting their congressmen. So go to gunowners.org and uh, sign up for our email action alert list or you can find us on social media. We're usually at gun owners on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Aiden. I really appreciate your time. And go there and do it now if you're listening to this show. They need your help and get in the fight. Uh, We will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. This is a Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com. And find us online at facebook.com slash safe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we're happy you're here. Don't forget to 
Like and subscribe at all of our social media channels at Cape Gunworks. And please comment, share, subscribe, and like all of those posts so we can defeat the evil algorithm that is trying so desperately hard to keep us down and off the front page of the news. So um, we want to thank Aiden for joining us. You know, great organization, Gun Owners of America, doing the Lord's work out there, keeping, uh, you know, staying relevant in, you know, lobbying uh, for your rights. So join them. Uh, It's a great way to go. Um, Interestingly enough, NRA, ILA, is back in the news, too, in um, one of their lawsuits against the state of California in Duncan versus Bonita, uh, sorry, Bonta, a case challenging California's ban on magazine capacity, uh, holding more than 10 rounds, um, is a really important case coming up. And on April 1st, 23 attorney generals fired an amicus brief supporting the case. Drafting was led by uh, uh, the Arizona, Louisiana, Oklahoma, and West, Vitur- West Virginia attorney generals, and another 19 uh, attorneys generals for a total of 23 signed on. So almost half of the country, their attorneys generals signed on, uh, urging the Supreme Court to hear this case limiting magazine capacity. And nothing could be more pleasing to my ears as a resident of Massachusetts who has lived under the magazine ban tyranny since 1994. Um, I think it would, it makes a lot of sense for, it's amazing to me that this has not made it to the Supreme court. We lived under this ban for 10 years federally, and then seven or eight other states have magazine capacity restrictions to some extent or another. And, uh, the again going back to earlier in the program where i said all this is doing is restricting law abiding responsible gun owners oh my guess what size magazines these criminals have in their guns whenever they go and shoot people up in california yeah they have large capacity magazines cuz they don't give a rip about the magazine capacity ban in the state of california when they go shoot people up they're not, you're not going to vaporize all high capacity magazines that exist within this country. And the problem is prohibited people access guns, never mind high capacity magazines. None of them care what the ban on capacity is. They're already breaking like 20 laws by, um, you know, doing what they're doing. And so I can't wait. I'm really hoping that Supreme Court will end up hearing this. Uh, it's It makes a lot of sense. I think it goes right to the heart of the Second Amendment. Um, don't forget, 508-444-2120 is the live phone number to call in to Rapid Fire, or you can also text your questions, 508-444-2120, or you can leave a message on our recorded voicemail, and we will try to get to it during the year. So uh, make sure you tune in every week, and we'll try to answer all your questions but use it as a voicemail call in or text your question speaking of questions let's get to some of your questions they're spooling up quickly and uh i apologize for stealing the whole show so far but um some people are commenting on the phone number we put up so they're really excited about that and um 
let's see. Uh, could we speak about our upcoming AR build class? Yes, Chris, this is a great class coming up, I believe, on the 14th this weekend. So you're going to want to sign up for that if you haven't already. Um, but the AR build class, which we used to do a lot at Cape Gunworks, and if you're listening in the rest of the country, you can kind of put your fingers in your ears for a minute because you're going to, so you don't consider us the laughing stock of America. But we used to do this a lot when, uh, you know, before Maura Healy woke up one day and said, thou shalt not selleth any AR-15s. Um, but before the, that, the good old days, even when we were living in the assault weapon ban era, but we could still sell the neutered version of AR-15s and AK-47s, etc. We came up with an idea to do an AR build class. And so for 899 bucks, you get instruction, you build the whole gun from start to finish. And when you're done, you have a completed firearm. Um, and we guide you through the process. We show you what to do. And it's on May 14th, 899 bucks. And when you're done with the class, you leave with your own gun. So it's a pretty cool uh, class. Um, there's still spots available. And uh, go ahead and sign up for that. So it's it's a wonderful class. You get to build it. So now we do it with a fixed magazine so that we don't violate uh, Herr Healy's edict of, um, you know, the ever-expanding definition of assault weapon. So because it has a fixed magazine... Under the definition of the state, it cannot be considered an assault weapon. So we don't even care about the bayonet lugs and the flash hiders and the threaded barrels. So prior to the to this new uh, Healy ban, we had to neuter the, the gun. It would have um, shaved off bayonet lug, pinned and welded muzzle brake instead of flash hider, make sure there's no collapsible stock, pinned collapsible stock, etc. Now the way we do them with the fixed magazine... They will have a collapsible stock. They'll have um, a threaded muzzle, and you can have flash hider or whatever you want because it can't be considered an assault weapon. So go figure. But anyway, there you go. Um, so let's see. <laughs> Someone's saying I have my own chump line. I don't know if I'd call it a chump line, HP, but uh, the idea is to get questions answered. But hey, if you want to make sport of me, that would be the place to do it. <laughs> uh, Narkin says, once it's out there that the two shooters aren't uh, Trump supporters, this will be the drop-off of news coverage. Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I think it outlines the failure of gun control. People think that we can let criminals out of jail and then just restrict law-abiding people's ability to obtain firearms. And the problem will go away because guns are bad, not people. Well, I think it, you know, is a giant leap of logic to say that the gun is the evil and the person is fine. If it wasn't for his access to the gun, he would have been a good boy. He would have been a good boy and he wouldn't have, you know, shot people up. But because the gun was there and he stole it from that guy and he manufactured it into a machine gun... The gun was speaking to him that night and said, let's go kill people. But unfortunately not. Uh, Thomas wants to know if there's anything happening with the Pistol League. Uh, not that I know of. So um, if you're talking about the action pistol shooting we're going to be doing at Cape Gunworks, yes, that'll start May 2nd. 
Um, if you're talking about the Cape and Islands Pistol League, no. But um, there you go. Doug wants to know about any Mossberg 590A1s, and I don't believe we have any in stock, but you can check the website. Uh, go to capegunworks.com and type in 590A1. And uh, Daryl says he hasn't been around lately. He's been too busy fly fishing in the Caribbean. Well, it sounds wonderful down there. That's amazing. Um, so there you go. And I'm being corrected about my uh, choice of verbiage. And Verismo says, not high capacity, standard capacity. And you're 100% right that it isn't high capacity, it's standard capacity. Um, but sometimes, you know, that co-opted term goes both ways. And we will use the co-opted term of high capacity when we're talking about, you know, band states. But... I agree with you in under the sentiment that it is, um, you know, standard capacity. And by the way, I screwed up. It's May 14th, not April 14th, the AR-15 uh, builders class. So there's plenty of time to uh, get signed up. And uh, from the text line, do we have, do we take trades? You have uh, three guns and a really fancy M1A tanker. I do. Um, so, Give us a call, whatever you need, or come on down. Um, and if you're listening from out of state, we're happy to entertain trades through the mail too, so not a big deal. Um, we do it all the time. Uh, not that someone would actually do this, but could you fix a pre-band 30-round mag and call it mass-compliant? No, because it would be a new gun manufactured with a capacity higher than 10 rounds. It doesn't matter that the magazine is pre-band. Um, so it's, you could not do that, unfortunately, under the verbiage of the, you know, regulations that we're living with right now. Uh, don't forget about those darn assault hammers, Spartan says. Exactly. Like, you know, you read statistics on, uh, how many people die a year from assault rifles, quote unquote, again, a co-opted term, uh, versus how many people are killed with hammers, and believe it or not, more people are killed with hammers than rifles of any kind. Not just the dreaded semi-automatic ones with pistol grips and stocks that collapse and that are black in color. Um, just saying. You know what I mean? That's something that people don't like to talk about. And if you would use the gun control logic of banning an item because people are have died using it or whether properly or improperly, you wouldn't have hammers. You wouldn't have knives. You wouldn't have backyard pools. You wouldn't have five-gallon buckets of water. You wouldn't have bathtubs in houses. That's for dang sure. Um, because many of people have died, not to mention the biggest killer of all, cars. All right. We want to celebrate our two new broadcast networks, WBOB in Florida and KNST in Arizona by giving you, our listeners, a special discount at capegunworks.com. Go to capegunworks.com and type in CGWMA as your discount code upon checkout and you will get a very special 10% off your purchase. That's not going to last forever. But right now, do it. We'll see you in a minute. This is Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire. 
If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary, your host, and join us every week for the only show around that's all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And I'm really happy to have Ryan Hoover on the phone right now. He's part of the Personal Defense Network training tour. Ryan, how are you today? I'm great. How about I'm doing awesome. And uh, so you're going to be doing some classes on the Personal Defense Network training tour. Uh, what are some of the classes you have upcoming and what are they? Yeah, um, I think we have, right now, we've got 12 total dates, um, or 12 total courses. Um, the first ones that are on the tour are the end of this month. Um, we've got a, a coach development course in Kentucky uh, that's a kind of a clinch fighting course. And then that same weekend, we're also doing an empty hands um, active killer defense workshop. Awesome. And so how long have you been doing this type of work? You're uh, obviously you, it sounds like you specialize in the unarmed uh, combatives or defensive uh, courses. If I'm, if I'm right, is that correct? Yeah. Um, I mean, we, you know, we, we have some firearms classes and we have some uh, knife work stuff, but by and large, uh, the vast majority of what we do is empty hand mm-hmm. um, close quarters fighting. Uh, and even the gun stuff that we do is more about, kind of getting to your gun and keeping your gun and, and those kinds of things. So the, the so gun we've been doing a little over 20 years. Okay. And the gun related classes are like within that two arms reach type of thing yes. type of scenario. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. So I've never done one of those classes personally. I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing one. Uh, I have taught the outside of two arms reach, you know, the intuitive defensive shooting and uh, right. DFS and stuff for years. But um, I have never participated in the uh, close quarters combat or whatever, you know, the nomenclature of it, of the class is. Right. Um, what, what do people, what, what could they expect if they're first time at one of those classes? Um, you know, I, by and large, our classes are kind of for everyone. You know, um, we, we may have a class where you've got a first time uh, trainee. That, that has never done anything really physical before. And you may have, we may have an MMA fighter or a tier one guy or, or whatever. It's kind of a, it's kind of a cool thing to see um, the, the kind of diversity that we get in our courses. Um, and by and large, you know, we, we kind of come at it from a, a Socratic point of view. Um, we, we want people to have good ownership of the material. 
we talk a lot about principles and, and, and concepts and kind of let people make it work for them. Um, you know, end of the day, we, our goal is to teach people how to fight. Um, and, you know, I, I think a lot of times that has uh, a negative or maybe a different connotation to some people. Um, but the, the, the truth is, like, self-defense is mostly a marketing term. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you, you have to teach people how to how to fight another person, whether it's, you know, you're armed or unarmed or they're armed or unarmed or there's more than one of them or, or whatever. Right. Um, so people coming to us, you know, they they should expect a physical class. I mean, we do kind of um, get after it a little bit, um, not, not from the standpoint of, you know, hard sparring or it being dangerous or anything like that but you know uh, we, we do push people um, we want them to be able to have ownership of the material and be able to perform it under a bit of duress yeah that sounds great and I, I certainly think it's a class everyone should take Ryan how can people find you and you know sign up for one of your upcoming classes um, obviously they can go to pdntrainingtour.com um, see what we've got but then they can also go to our website at fittofight.com and see all of the tour dates as well as some additional dates that we have here in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's great. And there's an upcoming class Friday the 29th and Saturday the 30th, and there's still some room in those classes if you want to join Ryan. Make sure you go to those websites and check them out, fittofight.com or the pdntrainingtour.com. Thanks so much for joining us, Ryan. I appreciate you today, and uh, we want to thank you for listening to Rapid Fire. If you use the code CGWMA at capegunworks.com, you will get a special discount on your online order. Go to capegunworks.com and use code CGWMA to get your special discount today. We will be right back. Since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch Defensive Hollow Point Ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Snap Safe, featuring a pry resistant 316th inch solid steel door, 2300 degree Fahrenheit one hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. Snap Safe, a modular safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. This is 
Rapid Fire, a 2A talk show. You can call into the show or text your questions to 508-444-2120 anytime. That's 508-444-2120. If we don't answer your question during the show, we'll make sure you tune in next time. We'll try to get to it in all your questions. Call or text 508-444-2120 for the Rapid Fire line. Welcome back, and we're glad you're here. We want to thank Ryan for joining us. And if you're interested in his class or any of the PDN training tour classes, go over to PN, I'm sorry, PDN uh, training tour.com and get signed up. And there is a bevy of awesome classes out there to take. And uh, we have one coming here locally uh, to Cape Gunworks. Uh, Rob Pincus will be teaching the intuitive defensive shooting class and a unorthodox shooting position class. Two days of classes on an upcoming weekend. Uh, well, Thursday, Friday, the 28th and 29th of April. And the 29th is also going to be our member-only event. We haven't done this in a couple of years, thanks to the big pandemic that swept through the world. Well, now that that's in the rearview mirror, we can get together and celebrate that we all survived that 99.875 of us survived, I should say. I know there's a lot of people that did not make it, and my heart goes out to the families. But we are going to you know, continue on, and we look to reward everyone by an awesome week. The 28th and 29th, two full-day classes with Rob Pincus. The 29th, from 6 to 8 p.m., we have a uh, member-only appreciation party. And then all day on the 30th, is our vendor, you know, day and customer appreciation day. There's going to be prizes, giveaways. Sig Sauer is going to be here. I know there's other vendors who've committed as well, and I'm really looking forward to it. So it's going to be awesome. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great day of fun, camaraderie, and cool stuff. Probably shoot some stuff too, shoot some guns and have fun. So anyway, um, a couple other things in the news. Uh, the ATF can't verify how many untraceable guns are picked up each year in crimes as they're found in crimes. They literally cannot tell you the number, even though they are the ones who started this whole war on the quote unquote untraceable firearms, the ghost guns. And, uh, you know, it's just unbelievable that um, as a result, they can't even tell you they've they've totally ignored all the Freedom of Information Act requests that have uh, been placed. And finally, one uh, public affairs official at ATF has said that they could not verify how many of the guns that have been picked up in crimes were considered untraceable firearms or privately made firearms or quote unquote ghost guns. And so uh, it just goes to show that those who... want to fix the problem, quote-unquote, are oftentimes conflating the issues around it. And I know you don't think like a government agency would lie about something like that, but it really is a solution in search of a problem. And once again, it's their effort to lay blame at the law-abiding, responsible gun owner's feet. Um, There's also another good news article out about Santa Clara County uh, Corrupt Sheriff's Department where the uh, the sheriff was engaged in a pay-to-play operation where she was peddling your Second Amendment for a price. So anyone who wanted to, you know, 
come in the door and fill out an application and pay the fee and jump through all the hoops that California has to get your concealed weapons permit, you were generally speaking denied. But if you were like Apple, who had a big private uh, security cadre, and you were willing to drop off a bunch of iPads to the sheriff's department for their pleasure, then, hey, your application got approved. Or if you had some like tickets in good box seats to the San Jose Sharks game coming up, you know, you're t- you just might find your application approved. So it was a huge pay to play uh, corruption uh, scandal that ended up in various lawsuits. And the sheriff will not be seeking reelection for the sixth time. And all of the candidates that are now currently um, applying for the position have all said that we need more transparency. That's all. We just need more transparency. We're still going to deny you your right to keep and bear arms under the Second Amendment, but we're going to have a more transparent process so that we don't get busted this time for our pay-to-play schemes. Or, you know, if we are giving out uh, these permits to VIPs or friends or, you know, politicians or private security that protect the elite, then uh, there at least is respond, you know, a good transparency or chain of custody there, so that no one is on the take. That's what they're basically saying. How about you fix the May issue? How about you fix the May issue statute and go back to what the original founders' intention was of issue the permit? Well, they didn't have permits back then, but now. I'm sure that the state of California would be happy enough to say, hey, you know what? You're not a prohibited person. Therefore, you're eligible to have and keep and bear arms under the statute and under the law. Hopefully we see the ruling on that from the New York pistol and rifle versus Bruin case soon because that speaks exactly to that whole um, argument. But it couldn't happen to a better place. And I hope that uh, the Santa Clara County Sheriff does time in her pay to play scheme. But. Unfortunately, I doubt she will. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has also slapped the New Jersey Attorney General uh, down in their request to transfer the uh, the case, the lawsuit from um, Dis- Defense Distributed. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but it was Cody. I can't remember his last name off the top of my head, but he uh, was putting the uh, you know the go the Liberator pistol plans for three D printed. Uh, open source uh, gun plans on the internet and they sued him and said, hey, you got to pull that down. And he goes, no, I don't. This is a First Amendment issue and a Second Amendment issue. And so they he has sued and um, sued the New Jersey Attorney General in District Court in Texas where he's located and they immediately wanted to have the trial remanded to a New Jersey court because obviously they'll get a more favorable outcome in New Jersey than Texas, right? The big gun state of Texas. So um, I think it's a wonderful smackdown of the evil tyrants that, you know, continue to, um, you know, try to infringe upon our rights. So let's see how that all shakes out. And uh, I'd love to see, you know, more cases come out favorably. So for the Second Amendment. And thanks for tuning in. But remember that the show ends here, but it goes on for another hour. So stay tuned if you're listening online or go to capecomeworks.com and click on the rapid fire icon. 
You can also text in to the Rapid Fire line at 508-444-2120 and ask your questions and check out some of our online content. Freedom will always be on the right side of history. I'm Toby Leary. Don't go away. We'll be right back or we'll see you next week. This is Rapid Fire. tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. 
If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, a 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics. Tune in each week at capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire to join the conversation. You can also text or call in to our Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. And remember to like us and subscribe on all of your favorite social media handles. Or channels, I should say. Uh, our handle is at Cape Gunworks. And uh, we're on all of them. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Parlor, Getter won't have us, but maybe someday. And we're waiting on Truth Social. But check us out on wherever you get your... Uh, we're also broadcasting live now on Telegram, which is kind of cool. Um, it's funny, I, I haven't seen much growth on Telegram. I don't know if we're being... Uh, shadow band on there i don't know but anyway it's a social media platform i use a lot i like it and uh but anyway um we're gonna get to a lot of your questions in this segment of rapid fire in the second hour a little bit more localized we're in the local hour um and uh so yeah let's get to it um mike wants to go shooting in the woods here on cape cod is it okay to find a spot in conservation areas far off the beaten path. And uh, this is a great question for Keith Langer. Maybe we'll address that when he comes on. But um, as far as I know, I'm not sure about on conservation per se, but I think if it is, uh, you know, land that is not posted, you only need to be 500 feet from a house or an occupied dwelling or an occupied building as they've changed the rules in, in the, um, the mask hunting regs and 150 feet from a road, I think you can discharge a firearm in that situation. You got to be very careful if you backstop. And I would highly expect to have, um, to have an answer for when law enforcement shows up. So uh, what's really funny is uh, years ago, Brendan and I were, you know, young, we were probably 18, 19, 20 years old, somewhere around there. And we were out shooting in uh, some land that near where I grew up and we were plinking around. And uh, sure enough, a cruiser pulled up and announced over the bullhorn, Mr. Bricklin, you know, before we could even see anybody put down the gun. And uh, <laughs> then a off uniformed officer approached hand on his hip. And uh, not necessarily on his hip, if you know what I mean. And we're standing there, hands up, you know, uh, don't shoot. <laughs> it was kind of funny. And uh, he's like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, we're just plinking around. And, well, we don't allow target shooting down here. I'm like, well, it's not posted. Well, we don't allow it anyway. Get your stuff and get out of here. You got a license to carry? Yeah, here you go. Here you go. And All right. Take a hike. And uh, 
the natural resources officer was with him and he was more upset than the cop because he's like, dang it, I've been tracking a herd of deer down here and I'm sure they're, you know, two towns away now. Um, Stop it. Sorry, my dog is having a heyday on his bed over here. And uh, he's just going to town on it, ripping it apart. But anyway, uh, so I don't know that to be the answer. So maybe we'll ask Keith Langer on that. We're going to try and go live on Friday at 4 p.m. If you're around, because we're going to record next week's question. And uh, you can join us then. And maybe we'll have attorney Langer on the phone if he's available. And don't forget, 508-444-2120 is the live phone number you can call in your question to rapid fire you can also text your question same number 508-444-2120 or leave a message when we're not here and it's the recorded voicemail message service of rapid fire (laughs) and uh you can make sure you tune in every week we'll try to get all your questions um so let's get to uh some of the some of the questions here uh, how do I register a fixed mag AR with a short barrel? What is it classified under a rifle or handgun? I'm a little confused on this. Robert, you got to be very careful and make sure that if you are making a fixed mag AR with a short barrel, that it is made as a pistol. So it cannot have a rifle stock on it or you just illegally made a short barreled rifle. However, if you put an SB tactical brace on it, it is a pistol. So you can put a pistol brace on it. And um, so, sorry, I'm just trying to get the dog from chewing his dog bed up. Knock it off, buddy. No. Um, So I would make that pistol and uh, register it as a pistol. If you ever want to put a stock on it, you're going to have to pay a $200 tax to the federal government. Do not pass go. Do not collect the $200. Go directly to the NFA website and register your short-barreled rifle. And make sure you register it before you make it. So my opinion is make a pistol. It's a lot easier and it you know, makes it so you don't have to pay the fine and pay the fee or the tax and do all the associated uh, stuff that goes along with it. Um, Richard also points out that Hyannis has had some knife-related news this past weekend, and that is correct. We have had um, we had a stabbing over the weekend, and uh, you know, under the premise of gun control, how many more, Mister Speaker? How many more? Um, you would ban the knife, right? Just ban all knives. Isn't that what they did in London? First, they banned guns, and. Then they started to have knife attacks in London. Now they've banned knives within London, and they have these amnesty boxes where maybe you're walking around with your knife and you're afraid because the bobbies are coming around the corner and you run over to the box and drop your knife in the amnesty box so you don't get in trouble. And uh, But yeah, you can't carry your Swiss Army knife or your uh, folding knife for personal protection they want to make sure you are unarmed and vulnerable at every corner like they that's just the way it is in london even the the police aren't carrying a gun and so they think that makes a lot of sense so now they've had to form these special response teams that are just around the corner in their vehicles armed to the teeth in fact one of the most armed to the teeth 
police I have ever witnessed in my life was in London. And I, I was standing there and this door opens up and out walks a guy with a shield, ballistic shield and uh, ballistic armor on his arms, legs, thighs, chest, back. He looked like a stormtrooper coming out of the, you know, the evil empire. I couldn't believe it. My jaw dropped. And there he is with an MP5 submachine gun slung at the ready and a bandolier full of magazines. Um, I was like, whoa, and a drop leg holster with a, uh, are you done? Okay, good. <laughs> drop leg holster with his sidearm as well. And uh, I just was like, man, oh man, I've never seen that in America. And we're in a country that doesn't even allow firearms ownership, but... You know, I guess it's a dangerous place. So, I don't know. Maybe it is the gun, right? Probably not. If you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license, I know you shouldn't have to get one because you live in America, but you're behind the Iron Curtain of the People's Republic of Massachusetts. And we have regularly scheduled LTC classes on our website, including ladies-only classes and couples classes. We just had a wonderfully exciting couples class with Jim and Kathy Kelly. So sign up at capegunworks.com. You won't be disappointed. And this is Rapid Fire. We will be right back. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC-3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC-3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low-light shooting, and because the reticle is glass-etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target up to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC-3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC-3. Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks. Excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, take a class, and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show of all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And 
Join us every week as we broadcast live. You can go to capegunworks.com. You can also call or text in our new, brand new text line. It's 508-444-2120. You can call, leave a message, or call us on the air, or text in your question, and we will get to it, hopefully. But uh, you never know which direction this show goes. Uh, It's rapid fire because it's always, uh, you know, goes quick and fast and furious, if you will. Um, So anyway, uh, there's an interesting article on Ammo Land about the 2022 uh, midterm election in Rhode Island. Uh, Well, it's throughout the country, but um, in Rhode Island, they're really ramping up calls for gun control. And this state uh, has been chosen by a national level anti-gun group as one of their easy targets because it is a fairly regulated state, not anywhere near uh, Massachusetts. But um, there is 23 new firearms related Senate bills in progress there. Many of them are very anti-civil rights. And one of them, the new assault weapons ban, I'm reading on MLN.com, a new assault weapons ban and gun registration scheme for any grandfathered firearms. Another bans bringing shotguns and rifles anywhere in public. In the House of Representatives, similar state uh, slate of anti-gun bills are in play. The number of these bills and their specific language should alarm everyone. As has been said by a famous Republican and former NRA member, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Um, So there was a... uh, Big rally on the state capitol to show support of the rights and to testify in front of the House and Senate Judiciary Committees in the ornate state capitol. Um, so anyway, there was a group of Rhode Islanders that united a few years ago after the Parkland shooting uh, to fight and unite against any uh, anti-gun legislation that would be coming down the pipeline. And uh, so hopefully... They will have good success in defeating these bills. And in an election year, I think it's very important. I'm sure with all the new gun owners in America, you know, Rhode Island is no uh, different. They've had their fair share of new shooters. Hopefully they will learn that gun control is a losing campaign promise. And hopefully in this state, we'll see that as well in Massachusetts. Uh, I hope to see... uh, Attorney General Healy defeated soundly at the polls in her bid for governor uh, because she does campaign largely on anti-gun legislation. And I know that the last couple people who have uh, campaigned hard on anti-gun legislation, uh, namely Luther Scott Harshbarger, who brought us a lot of the gun control we have under the attorney general's regulations uh, is was soundly defeated even in our state uh, when his main reason for running was to ban private ownership of firearms. And he made no qualms about trying to hide his agenda. He didn't try to get in and then unroll what he wanted to do. He actually actively campaigned on it. It was a little too far extreme for even this blue state. So, Hopefully, uh, Rhode Island will have some good success in soundly defeating any uh, group that would, you know, come forward and any legislator who would want to infringe further upon our rights. I know uh, Moms Demand Action, the Bloomberg 
Bloomberg group that was testifying were far outnumbered by freedom-loving, Second Amendment-loving, uh, Constitution-loving people who were in attendance uh, to all, all these hearings. So the midterm elections are the last chance for anti-gunners to really uh, make headway and see the pendulum swing uh, permanently and far to the anti-gun agenda. So anyway, um, Billy is pointing out that I will be filling in on Monday, May 2nd, noon to 3 on the Grace Curley Show, which is a true story. But wait, there's more. Because not only am I filling in on the 2nd, May 2nd from noon to uh, 3, I'm also filling in on April 29th, Friday, from noon to 3 uh, for the vacationing Grace Curley. So you'll be able to catch me on the bookends of that weekend, the Friday and the Monday. And we would love it if you would listen in. And we'll be definitely talking about guns. We'll have some good guests on the show. We'll be talking about other political things that I usually don't wade too far into on this show because it's not where our bread is buttered. So, um, so uh, yeah, anyway, um, there's that. And um, I look forward to tuning in. And I'm hopefully going to get to see Howie and Kathy Carr next week as we go down to Florida. Um, and uh, we'll see what that vacation brings. If we get to have dinner with them or something, I'll say hello to all the Rapid Fire listeners. They're a great friend of this show. And, um, you know, they, they love what we're doing here. And they will be here this summer for sure. We have two appearances live uh, broadcast with Howie at the and Grace at Cape Gunworks coming up this summer. So you'll want to come meet the man, the myth, the legend, get a book signed and, uh, you know, be a part of the show. Then you'll want to come. So it's going to be awesome. So uh, let's get back to some of your questions before the break. Uh, we were talking earlier about the fixed mag um, AR and the man with the short barrel. And so he says it does have a pistol brace. So you want to register that as a pistol. You go to, um, oh, and then somebody says if you legally have a pistol in mass and you convert it to a rifle, 16 inch barrel, do you have to re register it as a rifle in mass? I don't think so. That's a good question because you already registered the gun and you own it. I don't think you have to re-register that you own that same gun, even though the barrel has changed. You could probably call the Department of Public Safety, talk to Zorin, and uh, just tell them that there's been a change to that gun. I don't think you'll have to re-register it. You could just administratively tell them that it's no longer got a whatever length barrel. It's got a whatever length barrel, and um, he will make the change for you. Um, do we have classes for firearms repair? That's a great question, Spartan. And if you're talking about the AR platform, I would say just do the uh, do the AR build class that we have coming up, and you'll learn really how to keep that gun up to par and maintenance, you know, maintained, well maintained, and cleaned, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we also do a gun cleaning class where we kind of break down your whole gun. Part of the process of properly cleaning a gun is to look for worn or broken parts, and um, we don't really get into the nuance of how to replace those worn or broken parts, but, um, you know, that 
category of firearms repair is so broad and so vast and so big that I would recommend you do like Sonoran Desert Institute, one of the online gunsmithing classes. And it's a, you know, series of months or weeks long online class, but that would be a good one for you to do uh, so that you could learn how to keep your guns up and running or to uh, work on a specific gun, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, Max says he was at Cape Gunworks with the family on Sunday. Hey, there's no better place to bring your whole family than Cape Gunworks. I just got to throw that out. Shout out to Chris for the excellent service on scopes. Won't go anywhere else for my two needs. Keep up the great work guys and gals. And thank you. Well, Mac, we appreciate the, um, the kind words and we appreciate your loyalty. We won't fault you if you find a place close by that you want to walk in and buy something at. We know we can't be all things to all people all the time, but we can certainly give it our best and do our best to make everybody happy and have a pleasant experience, a pleasant and consistent good customer service experience here at Cape Conworks. That's what we strive for. Shane wants to know how difficult it is to SBR an existing rifle you own. The question is in reference to the LE's role authorizing and prints. I would say it's very easy at this point, although it's, I mean, it's a paperwork nightmare, but it's pretty easy to SBR a gun that you existing own. It's called a Form 1. You go online, you create an account with the NFA branch of the ATF, and you uh, go to e forms and you fill out the form one once you've registered in your account and then you put in all the information about the gun about you etc etc you upload your fingerprints and photographs but the good news is we don't need le permission anymore it used to be you needed chief law enforcement sign off you no longer do now you just got to let them know and you send them a copy of the nice. form one so that's a good good thing that has come about in the past well, just since I've been doing this in the past eight years, it's become easier to do a Form 1. So there you have it. Um, and let's see. Uh, do you need to have an LTC to become a member at Cape Gunworks? You're waiting for yours, but is it possible to become a member so you can take advantage of it? Yes, absolutely. You can take full advantage of membership at Cape Gunworks, and you do not need to be a LTC holder. You obviously won't be able to buy guns and ammo, um, you'll be able to shoot under our, you know, certain circumstances, um, you know, with the try, not the try before you buy, excuse me, but the, um, you know, any class we offer, you can shoot in any live fire class. You can also do a range experience package. You can also do date night or ladies night if it applies. Um, and uh, you can do the what you could do private lesson ex- as well. And you'll get the discount off all of that if you're a member and um, you can also pre-buy guns. You just won't be able to pick them up and you'll get the membership discount to do so. So there you go. We'd love to have you. Don't forget, Action Pistol League is back at Cape Gunworks. And I'm a man of my word. I told you it was coming. So May 2nd, our friendly competition is back. You'll want to come and join us. It's open to anyone, all levels, whether you've shot competition or not. There'll be a prize each night and a grand prize at the end of the summer. So go to capegunworks.com and click on the class calendar and sign up each Monday starting May 2nd. It'll be Monday night. We have Keith Langer joining us next. Surprise, surprise. So stay tuned. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. 
If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And don't forget about our new text and call-in line, which is 508-444-2120. And we are happy you are on the air. And joining us on the air right now, live, is Keith Langer, a local attorney that's helped us out many a times on this show. He's no stranger to this show. Thanks for joining us, Keith. How are you? Not too bad. Is it as soggy on the Cape as it is here? It is. It is a soggy, soggy day, but that's all right. We will persevere. <laughs> um, so you have some exciting breaking news for us, I understand. Yes, I posted it yesterday on uh, my website and on my Facebook business page. Awesome. Why this don't you close it? update in? to a case that goes all the way back to 2015. Wow. Yeah, Cranston police were called to a home because the wife, for whatever reason, wanted a wellness check on her husband, which is pretty straightforward. You come to the house, talk to him, see how he responds. If you think there's an issue, you take him for evaluation. Well, what the police did is they came for the wellness check, searched the home, and sees two of his guns. Oof. So the guy then goes for the mental health evaluation at Kent Hospital and is released. So much for the great mental health crisis. Mm. Police refuse to give him his guns back. Police claimed he needs a court order to get them back, which is something I've seen down there more than once. Wow. So flash forward to 2019, the U.S. District Court in Providence said that the confiscation violated his due process rights. You would think that would be a clue. Mm. You would think the Cranston police would have returned the guns at that point since they had a court order to do so from the federal district court. No, the police still refused to give him his gun. So, spending a great deal of time and money, this gentleman takes it all the way to the Supreme Court, where, in a unanimous decision, Cranston police lost. And they now have to pay $250,000 for the warrantless search and the refusal to turn over his guns. 
wonderful. It's very good news, but painful nonetheless. But do you think it'll set, send a message to these rogue police departments that think they can take guns for any reason for any at any time and not give them back? Or do you think, uh, you know, they'll continue to perpetuate this type of behavior? Bullies will always be bullies. Thugs will always be thugs. And the fact that they hide behind the badge when they're doing it doesn't make them any better. Mm. They play the numbers game. They figure most people are not going to fight, especially if you're only two guns. If they do, they'll run out of time and money long before the police department, which gets its defense free through town council, paid for by the taxpayers, will run out of money. Mm. The only way it hurts is if those who are directly responsible for such actions are penalized, and they are not because the town's insurance company usually pays. Uh, what you might get is an uprising from the taxpayers or at least the finance committee who has to pay for the legal defenses for the rogue officers. But the departments that are prone to these abuses will sit back and let other people pay for their defense and dare the wrong citizen to fight for his or her rights. Mm. Not that I have an opinion. <laughs> well, I think you have your finger on the pulse more so than most of us who, you know, just kind of go along life, you know, you know, sometimes ignorance is bliss and we're having a blizzard over here. You know what I mean? We just don't understand or know what's going on, but you have your finger on the pulse because of the nature of your work. And you see this thing happen time and time again. And, uh, unfortunately, um, you know, it doesn't get, brought to the surface unless there's a lawsuit that happens or something to this effect. And, you know, I have seen people's guns seized for a whole host of reasons and the process to get them back is arduous and problematic, it seems. And, you know, even recently I know somebody who had some guns taken away. I'm not going to get into the details of it, um, but even trying to go as a FFL to the police department where they were taken and get them back, uh, you know, in my custody was an act of Congress. It was, they didn't want to give them to me. They wanted to give them to another, uh, you know, store that they had an arrangement with. And I found that. I'll bet. (laughs) We know that one. Right. And I found that to be utterly amazing how much, you know, clutching and hoop, jumping I through I had to do in order to get it done. And I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder if, you know, other gun shops that collect these guns from the PDs have to do the same type of, you know, legwork that I'm doing. I highly doubt it. Uh, but in the end, it all worked out. Um, but it, it was just, it was just amazing to me that, uh, you know, getting property released on someone else's behalf was like an act of Congress. And, uh, you know, there was a certain police department near Brockton that was caught having this sort of special arrangement with a certain gun shop that won't be named. And it came to light in a case in which I think it was the sergeant admitted that the police department was doing this. Hmm. But that's hard to do. I had a case in Brockton District Court. Guy had his gun taken because he was stupid, left it in, in his car. And he got dinged for the negligent storage. Mm-hmm. So, the police have the gun. 
The case is settled. The gun is no longer evidence. He wants the gun transferred to his father. And the assistant district attorney is saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we don't need evidence. We'll do that for you. We'll do that for you. We'll do that for you. And I keep following up, following up, following up. And the ADA's office does nothing. Mm-hmm. And then they ghost me. So we bring a motion to compel the district attorney's office to tell the police department to release the gun. And we have the hearing. And the judge wants to know who was going through, and the guy's father was there. And he talks to the father. We send him a photocopy of both sides of the father's LTC. That afternoon. He had it that afternoon. And the judge refused to issue the order. Wow. Through a motion for reconsideration, saying this is not what the statute says. The statute actually says this, and it requires direction from the ADA to the police saying the gun is no longer evidence and you can release it. And again, the judge refused to do it. And again, claimed that under 128B, that was the procedure. Except that under 128B, it doesn't work because you can't transfer the gun if the police won't release it. Mm. So he completely misapplied or woefully ignored the express language of the statute and the history of the case and refused to take the simple action of ordering the ADA to send a letter to the police. That's what you're dealing with in this state and apparently in sections of the Rhode Island. Yeah. And so do you have recourse with a like appeal of that decision and like, uh, you know, suit a lawsuit? How many people are going to spend that much money for one gun? Right. This gentleman in in Rhode Island, Mr. Coniglia did the world a favor. He went to the mat. He literally went to the Supreme court, over two guns. He is the Rhode Island equivalent of Ms. Caetano, actually Ms. Caetano's public defender, right. who took a ludicrous decision from the Massachusetts court all the way to the Supreme Court and overturned the stun gun ban, which, by the way, was used in New Jersey and just recently, as you recall, like two months ago in Rhode Island. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, I think the Supreme Court ruled on this uh, Rhode Island of all places, again, uh, being able to illegally seize guns uh, based on a, you know, second party type of, you know, call or a, a not quite a red flag, but just a concerned citizen type call. And that was one of the rare cases where the Supreme Court actually ruled 9-0 in favor of, you know, the the. Uh, rule of law basically or in favor of the the citizen and uh, it's very rare to get a 9-0 decision on anything but that was one of them it was a gun related issue being able to illegally take guns and apparently uh, you know I don't know if that played into this or was this the same case or or what but uh, uh, it's very similar right in in Rhode Island to what that uh, recent Supreme Court decision uh, yes, and and this case involving the Cranston police was again a unanimous decision. So wow, it's astounding. So what you really have is a defense of the Fourth Amendment, which benefits the Second Amendment, right? But it's a Fourth Amendment search and seizure case. Mm. Yeah, I um I would love to see that challenged in uh you know in regards to the whole you know you have this. I don't know where you draw the line, but you have these uh, 
209A orders that get slapped on people pretty much almost as matter of fact with any divorce proceedings from some spouse that is embittered or whatever. And, uh, you know, without a shred of evidence, they get the 209A uh, order slapped on them. And then next day, the police are at the house to retrieve all the guns and they have the list of every gun ever registered to your name, including ones you have now and ones you once had. And they will turn the place upside down in order to find them all. And, you know, I feel like that is a total violation of the Second Amendment, you know, or the Fourth Amendment search and seizure. But, you know, it's a violation of simple logic because the system obviously tracks guns by serial numbers, make and model. Mm -hmm. If it can track it when you register it, it can track it when you sell it. Right. If If it can track transfer to you, it can track your transfer to somebody else because you've got it on both ends, seller and the buyer. But the uh, Merck system doesn't work that way. So the police are looking for guns that you sold 20 years ago. Right. It's absurd. And it's also the only instance where, not the only instance, but it's one of the big instances where you're actually treated guilty before proven guilty, right? Like they assume you're guilty, so they're taking your guns before any evidence so is presented. Issue of guilt. Well, well, there's no there's no due process at the time. It's treated as an emergency order, and you don't get a hearing until afterwards. Right. By which point, the police already have your guns, and good luck getting them back. Right. And I'm sure they're because kept they in good. Suspended your license. Right. And I'm sure that it's uh, they're being treated appropriately, especially if you have a high value uh, collection. They're going to be handled with white gloves and. Uh, and, uh, you know, taken very good care of, correct? Well, it'll be in that certain gun store's white van, because he goes around to all the uh, police departments, just as he sends flyers to all the police departments, just as he makes a half-page ad in the Mass Chiefs of Police magazine every month, and scoops it up into inventory for practically free, because by the time you get the restraining order squared away, uh, you, you can't transfer it to a family member or, or a friend under the 209A, it's got to go to an FFL. Right. So you, you have to transfer them to another dealer, and then you pay the $25 per gun intake fee, the $25 per gun transfer out fee, and the per diem. Right. Not to mention the fact that if you want to retrieve just uh, two or three at a time, get the most valuable ones, Unless he's changed his practice, he won't let you do that. It's all or nothing. Right. It's amazing. Yeah, and if you're really tied up and busy, you know, dealing with all the legal issues around it and, you know, lawyers and all that, then by the time you get around to taking them out of hawk, the storage fees are so high that, um, you know, you, you got the option of, paying an exorbitant bill, which is worth more, you know, than the guns are worth, or just sign the guns over to him and he'll sell them for you and pay off your storage bill. It's quite a business. Well, that's what we deal with. (laughs) Well, anyway, getting back to the subject matter at hand, it's a wonderful victory. Hopefully, uh, you know, it'll set some, uh, precedent for local PDs to adjust how they do business. And, uh, you know, it would be a a miracle if, if it really has some impact, but, uh, every little bit helps. Hey, uh, Keith, how do people get a hold of you if they need your services? 
Well, go to the website, kglangerlaw.com, or call the office, 508-384-8692, and of course, an email, keith at kglangerlaw.com. Great, and we'll drop that into the chat, and if you're around Friday, maybe we can continue the talk. So we appreciate you, Keith. Thanks so much. And sign up for our AR Build class on May 14th. The cost is $899, and that includes everything you need to build your own AR-15. Go to Cape Gunworks, and by the way, it is a fixed mag AR-15. Go to capegunworks.com and click on the class calendar to sign up for the AR Build class or Armorers class on May 14th at capegunworks.com. This is Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. We'll be right back. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and join us every week for your 2A show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. Don't forget the brand new text line and phone number. It's 508-444-2120, and we would love to have you join us on that. You can always drop your question in on the chat, and we will get to it or leave a recorded voicemail, and we will listen to that and answer it on the following week's show. 
So we'll get back to your questions here. We want to thank uh, Keith for joining us and opining and bringing us up to date on that big case in uh, Rhode Island, which is great. I like to see it when uh, courts support the everyday uh, lowly peasant that has to work their way through the struggle of abiding by all of the laws that, you know, the politicians want to encumber us with, especially as it applies to our guns. Um, Let's get back to your questions. Uh, Someone was asking earlier about uh, the SKS, what's better, the Russian or the Chinese. And I would say flip a coin. Honestly, I think the Russian is probably worth a little more. Uh, It's got the blade bayonet rather than the spiker. Uh, But as far as quality is concerned, I can't really see a difference. I mean, they both are kind of rough and rudimentary uh, rifles. But, you know, the, the Chinese ones run like a top, you know what I mean? And so does the... Uh, Russian ones, those both are very, very reliable guns. They, you know, they very rarely break or go down. Uh, I've seen very few issues with any of them, but they do occasionally have some issues. I remember we had one, and I think it was a Russian SKS, um, that did have some issues I think it was some extraction issues and we replaced the extractor and it still had some issues. And I think it was a chamber issue. So we ended up getting a different one that ran flawlessly for somebody and they were happy. But um, I, I would honestly say that, you know, the amount of those guns that were produced is staggering. And the fact that most of them run really, really well, I don't think you could go wrong with either one. So there you have that. Um, uh, non-resident LTC classes are a must for all you snowbirds, Chris is saying. So, yes, I would agree. Get the Florida non-resident LTC. If you go down to Florida for the winter, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Jorge, Jorge just got the Colt AR-15, but he wants to put an adjustable stock on it. Can you use a regular buffer and tube and buffer? Yes, you're going to need a carbine length buffer, tube, spring, and buffer and then you can get the you know any type of adjustable stock you want the magpole or the you know b5 sop mod or the uh etc etc so there you have that um and uh we have a caller on the line no okay uh let's see um do we still have any full auto rentals only if you have your machine gun license in massachusetts unfortunately or if you're law enforcement but uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's the way we're rolling it out still. Uh, so if you have a green card, yeah, we can hook you up. And the green card we're talking about is called a Massachusetts resident uh, license to possess a machine gun. And they give them out very few and far between. There are people who have them. But with those, you can rent one of our full autos. Not a problem. Um, so there you go. Uh, let's see. Um, looking for a budget-friendly shotgun for shooting clays as a beginner. Any recommendations? Benelli, Nova, CZ, 1012, etc. Yeah, any of the CZ over-unders are fairly cheap and cheerful. You could get like a redhead, etc., etc., um, or, you know, any of the CZ shotguns. Benelli, Nova is a good one to it. It definitely has. It's a pump, so uh, you got that to work out, but not a big deal. 
Um, and Magpul Anti-Tilt Followers does not destroy a pre-banned mag. You can't get... I don't know which one you mean, the chartered. Um, but uh, unfortunately, if it won't fit, it probably won't work. Uh, does the Smith & Wesson make a Shield Plus in Performance Center and without a safety? Yes, they do. Um, you'll want to check those out. We have a special treat for women listening. May is Ladies Shooters Month here at Cape Gun Works, and we have a special first shots course for ladies only. If you have been thinking about getting your gun license or you would like to try shooting for the first time, go to capegunworks.com and click on the class calendar to sign up for ladies only first shots on May 7th. This is Rapid Fire. We'll be right back. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch Defensive Hollow Point Ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Snap Safe, featuring a pry resistant 316th inch solid steel door, 2300 degree Fahrenheit one hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. Snap Safe, a modular safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, and Second Amendment, and self-defense. And don't forget about our brand new chat line and phone line, 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. You can also leave a recorded voicemail message. And speaking of the new line, we have Jay on the line. Go ahead, Jay. How are you today? Pretty good, Toby. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, All right. I'll get right to it. So, uh, I'm in my forties now. I had a, um, back when I was 17, so this is back in 1998, the minor in possession of a airsoft gun, BB gun, right? So mm-hmm. the CO2 pellet gun. So I have my FID in the state of Massachusetts and I just went to go apply for the class A and my firearms officer, great guy. He's like, hold on, let me look at a few things. So he came back and reported that the state won't allow me to get my LTC because they're calling that 98 charge uh, possession of a firearm. Even so, though even though it was an airsoft? Correct. So his advice or his guidance was um, that's how they labeled it. And I took a delinquent, so it kind of like pleaded out. Mm-hmm. Um, so however the, the court workings or the paperwork, whatever was done, it is labeled on my record as, you know, firearms charge, right? Possession of a firearm. 
Wow. So he did. He's like, you can fight it, retry it. And I'm like, wait a minute. That was like, I didn't know, you know, that I'd never gone to jail, never did anything. That was right. just a, you know, super bonehead thing, a 17 year old. And I'm like, huh? Have you ever come across something like this before? Not exactly where you were charged with possession of a firearm when it's an airsoft or a BB gun. Right. But I would definitely call an attorney like Keith Langer and have that case okay. reopened. I would absolutely have that case reopened because it's, it's really hampering your ability to get your license to carry. And uh, that's ridiculous um, for something that is not a firearm to have a firearms related charge. So the good news is it sounds like the police are willing to work with you. And obviously, you know, the local DA's office, I'm sure will get that case reopened and get it straightened out for you because it's absolutely ridiculous. And uh, it happened before you were 18 and it isn't an actual firearms firearm. So there's no way they can charge you with minor in possession of a firearm. Um, so right. I would I would definitely get that reopened. I'm sure it'll be dismissed. Um, it'll be worth spending some money to get that cleared up, uh, if okay. you, you know, so that you're able to participate in your yeah, fundamental some right. Some the, <laughs> right, right. That's what I was thinking because some of the um, the language in the email that the firearms officer sent me was like it was like adjudicated. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, like, adjudicated. Is that a good is, thing or a bad thing? Well, if you're if if it says you've been adjudicated as minor in possession of a firearm, that's what you need to get straightened out. Um, so okay. what you want to do is have the case reopened. Um, in some cases, the arresting officer or the officers who charged you with that aren't even on the job anymore, and the DA's yeah. office is willing to, you know, uh, kind of hear out your side of the story or, and in some cases they can bring the arresting officer back or whatever that can then testify and say, yes, it was a airsoft. I charged him with a firearm related crime anyway. And he pled out, which is oftentimes what 17 year olds do. They don't know what the heck's going on, you know, and, and they take the advice like, Oh, if you plead this out, then, you know, you're not going to have to pay any fine or do any time or something. And they think they're doing you, they act like they're doing you a big favor and then, you know, you're in your 40s later and you're trying to get your gun license. They're like, oh, remember that time? Yeah, so sorry, you've disqualified yourself, which is absolutely ridiculous. But um, so, yeah, reach out to attorney Keith Langer. It'd be a good place to start. Okay. And uh, yeah, Perfect. unfortunately, you got to fight it now rather than then. But uh, I think there's a light at the end of the tunnel for you. <laughs> Cool. That's uh, that, yeah. No, I appreciate that. It's been like bugging me. I tried to reach out last year, last show, and you know, so I was like, oh, I got on today. So yeah. Um, and then while I got you, any advice? So with my FID, I have a I have a shotgun and I have a, a carbine. Um, carbine's not the greatest one that I could have got, but nice and expensive one. Do you have any recommendations on something that I can kind of get while I have this? One license? Yeah, get like a KSG shotgun, get a Ruger 1022, something like that. Um, there's plenty of guns. Come on down and see us at Cape Gunworks. We'll help you out. Thanks so much for the call, Jay. I appreciate it. Uh, and I hate to say it, but this show is in the bag. Second hour is done, but it ends here. And remember, there's always something good happening at capegunworks.com slash rapid fire. Call in or text your message in the off you know, off hours, 508-444-2120. Make sure you keep up the good fight. Put on a good face of responsible gun ownership in your community. 
bring someone new to the range and show them what it's all about. As Americans, we can overcome. God bless, and I look forward to talking to you next time on Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary, and we'll see you next time.